Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. <laughs> Welcome into the Housing Hour. But this week, it's the Haunted Housing Hour. (laughs) Welcome in, guys. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and we're ready to talk with our resident expert in paranormal activity. We're so grateful, really, for you guys to come in and share this time with us. And we're trying to make things interesting. Since we're in the month of October, you could be listening to this podcast later. You could be listening to it live. But we are going to bring you what it is that we're talking about. Um, We have Rob with us today. We know Rob, who's been with us many times. Rob and Kathy, uh, Rob Phillips with Paranormal Technology Investigations. Um, He has done the show with Phil. He's also done our show several times. We created a series called The Haunted Housing Hour. Um, Kathy Shepard is also a part of that team. Um, we have Rob in studio with us. So I want to tell Rob, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me out Absolutely. again. Oh, sure. We are just grateful to have the opportunity to have someone come in and me and me and Mark were talking, um, off air, um, downstairs about, we did a little mini investigation here in this building two years ago, two years ago. And, um, you were able to debunk and help the people here determine that maybe it wasn't a, a spirit. It was actually the, the, how the door was made. Correct. So that was Correct. good. Um, so that's one thing we want to talk about, Rob, is that, you know, you have a lot of investigations that you've done over the years. And we're going to talk about the bewitched um, mm-hmm. haunting that was on Destination America. Um, and you can you can find that link also on, on our uh, website, to your uh, website and also the show. But over the years, you've done a lot of different investigations and Sometimes, you know, a lot of times they are something, but sometimes you're able to come in and say, you know what, this is, this is actually what, what this particular paranormal activity is, right? Correct. Correct. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, There was one investigation. It's not too long ago. I don't think, I believe it was, um, uh, back in the winter, she, um, called and had all kinds of activity. And my personal opinion about it is when we got in there, you know, we started doing our EVP sessions and different things. And then we go back into the master bedroom where she had claims of all of her activity. And then we're doing a EMF reading. And she has, which is electromagnetic fields. And a lot of times if you have a spike in that energy, it can cause hallucinations and headaches and nauseation and things like that. And we were getting a lot of spikes from different areas. She had two or three alarm clocks set up, electric blanket, different types of fans, and her EMF fields were just going crazy. So we had her move these things out of her room to get some of that EMF leak down. And when she did, the activity seemed to cease after that. Wow, that's interesting. So let me just back up a minute. The name of your company is Paranormal Technology Investigations. You also do the East Tennessee ghost tours. Um, you know, you've appeared on several shows on destination America, um, and you can check those out on our website. And so that's a really good point there because when you have those electronic magnetic fields messing with you, 
Um, it can cause you maybe to hallucinate, like you mentioned, and she was maybe seeing things that weren't actually there. So you were able to help this lady out. She was probably thrilled. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's the ones that you can help people prove that they're not real paranormal activity. Um, and you know, whenever people call it, they say, Oh, well, we saw a UFO. So not necessarily if you call something a UFO means that it's an alien, you know, just the same way paranormal, paranormal activity. If you see that sometimes there's an explanation, right? Exactly. So can you describe to the people you did sort of just now, but give us the difference between what you see, the real actual events and the ones that you're able to debunk sort of. A lot of them, you know, a lot of things we always try to go in and debunk everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we don't just find something and claim it to be paranormal. Right. You know, I try to debunk everything I can debunk. Um, number one first goal is. Oh yes, definitely. And there's times though that you can't debunk anything. Right. You know, a friend of ours here, he um, debunks quite a bit of things that we get, mm -hmm. and it's a big help to us because. We're trying to find the source of all the activity and trying to find out what's going on. And then when we're getting uh, things debunked, that kind of helps us determine more about what's going on in their home. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes there's something. But there's a lot of times that when you get scratched on the back or shoved down steps or something like that, and there's nobody around you, you know, there's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to debunk that. Mm. Yeah. And one of the things I want to point out, you know, being Destination America, they've had several shows on A Haunting, which is a mm -hmm. fairly the popular series. Mm -hmm. yeah, series in there. And one of the things that their team does, and I think that's why they're so successful in debunking some and then proving other things, is the way they go about their investigation. Mm. Rob, why don't you explain to everyone about how you get such responses from some of these paranormal activities? You get a lot of responses. We're going to talk about one of the shows that you you just recently yes, second did. second segment. But, uh, but talk about how you get those responses, your attitude going into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, our attitudes, we always, we make sure that we're in a good mood. We don't want to be in a bad mood going into an investigation. We want to be, you know, in the right frame of mind. And then when we go in, we uh, try to earn the respect of whatever's dwelling in that home, whatever spirits are in there. So we we go through and we start with a um, EBP session, but we're explaining to the spirits why we're here, who we are, not to be afraid of us, not to be afraid of our equipment, that we're not trying to run them off or hurt them. You know, we're just trying to get some communication and interaction between us together to go on with everything. That's so cool. Yeah, and I get, and there's a point, I don't know, I, I can't really explain it. It's, there's just a feeling that I get, there's one point that I'll know when I, I can kind of feel, it's kind of like an empathic thing. I can feel when, okay, we've gained a little bit of respect, they're going to, you know, trust us a little bit, vice versa. Mm -hmm. And then we start getting a lot of activity. I've seen a lot of groups go in, they're just, you know, basically coming out and just, uh, disrespecting and provoking and things like that. That's not cool. That's not a way to do things. Now, you know, there are other times when, like when Kathy was injured physically from one of these entities, um, that it doesn't play nice, right? All right. Sometimes I don't like to play nice at all. But we, we have to, we've had it on the show before, but I'd love for you just to give me a synopsis of when this one that, cause I think I asked the question or you asked the question, has any of them ever been violent? 
And that's when you came up with that one that, that you guys experienced. You want to give a brief overview of that one? Well, I had a, um, it was called the, uh, we call it the Whaley investigation. Well, the Whaley haunting. Now, when we go into an investigation, to begin with, it's an investigation. Mm-hmm. When we determine its nature, it either becomes a haunting or not. So this was actually the Whaley haunting. And they uh, had a uh, demonic in there that we determined. It was, um, uh, the woman in the home was being oppressed almost to the stage of possession. And this, um, all of the activities she had in there that they were claiming we were actually capturing and couldn't debunk. There's a couple of things that we did debunk, but for the 90% part of it, we couldn't debunk it. But uh, there were several of us that got scratched that night. I think there were two, maybe three that got scratched that night. Um shoved i got pushed down the steps i was coming down the steps i got maybe to the third to the last one and i could feel hands on my back pushing me down um and that, well, that was, was nice that he let he waited till you got close to the bottom <laughs> it was wasn't it and that that was the haunting was that name of that show the whaley was called conjuring evil or what was that show because that was portrayed on a haunting They've actually not done a show on that one yet. Oh, they have not. No, they were. Yeah, it will be. Okay, gotcha. Because when I when I think when I talk about this and and you know we 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 definitely want to have fun and 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 talk seriously. You know, have a, a show where we we talk about the facts. Um, but it's also very um sort of interesting to think about because Jonesboro, which is where a lot of your um book was written out of, a lot of the investigations. Um, Correct. We we want to promote your book as well. Um, you know, it's an old town. I mean, it's the oldest town in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. That's what they claim. So, so you have a ton of historic figures that maybe either died in this area or, or are, are sort of hanging on in this area, whatever it is that you want to describe it. I just find this fascinating, Mark. I find the whole thing fascinating. Well, it's a hot, hot bed for activity Mm -hmm. up there and they certainly have, have hit that niche. What is um, it? What is it about the, the age of the area? that might increase the level of um, activity. activity. Yeah, I don't know. I believe a lot of it has to do with how many has died in that area. I guess the age of it has been more deaths, more violent deaths. Mm. I think violent deaths and um, spirits leaving your body in a quick manner increases the activity also. Mm. Well, Mark, I wonder, you know, Mark, because Mark wrote a book, I don't, I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. um, Murder Will Out. <clears throat> it's an interesting murder. I often thought about bringing them to that murder site, but yeah. then I thought that might not be cool either. I w- yeah, I wonder if it's it, do do entities, and we have we're coming up on the break, so we'll get to this in a moment. But think about this: do entities sometimes, if they're going to stay in this realm, I don't know how to describe it, um, do they normally stay around the area in which they died? So don't answer. We'll keep everybody hanging on. <laughs> Come back after these messages. <laughs> The spell on you Because you mine Oh yeah The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues Helping you understand what's really going on out there And what to do about it Again, Kevin Ray Welcome back to the Housing Hour, where your host is Kevin Ray and your co-host is Mark Griffith. 
Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Welcome in. <laughs> well, this is Kevin Ray. I am your host. And uh, wow, Adam, that's really spooky. Um, we are bringing you some great information right here on the Haunted Housing Hour, um, celebrating the month of uh, Halloween. And, you know, it's really amazing. You know, we were talking in the, the previous segment about the interest that goes in and it comes around of course all year long it's not just in october but i think it becomes more prevalent obviously because of halloween being at the end of the month um but there's so much interest if you go to orlando if you go to franklin tennessee i mean orlando i see haunted ghost tours even in orlando in um in jonesboro of course you have east tennessee ghost tours if you go to franklin tennessee they have the ghost tours there as well franklin's a hotbed evidently for for paranormal activity. Memphis, when I was in Memphis, they have, the, so it's almost every community does have it. And for good reason, there, there's paranormal activity happening. So the question that I asked prior to going to break, and then we're going to get to this new show that you did, which was, do these entities maybe that have a violent murder, do they stay where it was that the actual murder occurred or can they? They can stay. Mm-hmm. We'll say that they can, they can stay where they're at. Um, they don't necessarily have to stay where they died. Mm-hmm. They can travel around. I've had uh, a lot of things follow me home mm-hmm. in the past. Attachments or not? Attachments, abuse. yeah. You're going into an investigation. I mean, you're putting yourself in there trying to communicate. You're, you're an open vessel. You're wide open for it. Mm-hmm. But we have learned how to protect ourselves a little bit. So that, you know, a little, little bit of... Uh, part of the going in in a good mood and sort of being respectful and... I mean, well, no, so, no, am I? Am I? Hey, I like these guys. I'm just going to well, stick around with them. No, but a little bit of prayer protection. Match, oh, yeah, protection. protection prayers helps a lot. But no, they can attach to you if they see something on you or like jewelry or a scent about you that oh. remind them of somebody in their life. Mm. You know, yeah, they'll they'll attach. So you guys go in there like you're going deer hunting, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. no scent, no. I mean, you go into it completely stripped of anything that would be able to be attachable. Like you wouldn't wear a, a necklace, for instance, that was like a, a like a picture old, of a person. Right, something. right. Okay. That's interesting. Interesting. So um, when you say they travel, I mean, are they taking like MARTA or a bus system? <laughs> or, I mean, when I know it's hard. That's to, a good question. Yeah. I don't think they'll take the bus. But uh, <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I know, yeah. But like the Twilight Zone, for instance, you know, you think about what that show is about and traveling through dimensions of time. And I wonder if there is something to that. The portals and things like that. Yeah, I believe there's portals. That will take you back in time or just through the current? Through the dimension. Okay. Like their dimension to our dimension. Mm. Where their dimension's at. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is it like a parallel universe? Or yeah, basically. And I okay. think last time they spoke about Ouija boards. When mm-hmm. you do some some type of activity that might open the window, you you might have created a portal. And I think they spoke mm-hmm. to this last time about Ouija boards opening a portal and then you have to close it. There's I one think- on Cooper Street exactly. in Oak Ridge. There's a portal. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. But no, so the, you're talking about literally like no, a literally, portal. That's what he, that's what they were describing. You remember to that. the and third then, dimension. And then he actually on our show, which is one of the, of the highest 
uh, reviewed shows is mm-hmm. the Haunting ha- Housing Hour, mm-hmm. especially that last episode that was in 2014 that Rob and Kathy came on. Mm-hmm. Um, if they go, does that happen to be because I wasn't here? No, you actually called oh, in. I called in. That's true. Oh yeah, he was on the phone with that yeah, one, he was wasn't he? Phone. Exactly. So you're there with us in That's spirit. Right. That's right. <laughs> in your dimension. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So the portal that you're talking about, um, and then we're gonna get into Bewitch. Honestly, I, I said that twice, but I want to understand it a little bit more. Um, this individual who had the Whaley haunting, I think is what you described mm-hmm. it as. Um, are you able to assess whether the portal is there or whether it's that they came from another place? Because you actually said sort of factually, you know, we know that they travel around. Yeah. Well, basically they, I mean, they, they attach to us. So they've oh, got, you know, that would, to me, know that by the way, <laughs> when you used to, when you're laying in bed at night and you've been to the hospital like a week before mm-hmm. and you're laying in bed and you look up and you have a man in a white lab coat standing on the foot of your bed staring at you and he was not there ever before. Mm-hmm. So where did he come from? There was one place that we went to. There's a little girl present and I stupidly asked, would you like to go home with me? <laughs> Don't ever do that, by the way. This is an apparition, or yeah, yeah, a little girl. I mean, she, you know, apparition. Yeah, she was looked like she might have been uh, about seven years old. Mm. Little spirit, little bow in her hair. She had. Uh, I know seven-year-old little girls, and they're they're not always that fun. But right, it, 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 she had a little black dress on, like little polka dots. She's still there. Mm. You know, we experience her all the time up there. At and your I, house? Yeah, she followed. Yeah, she she came home. Let me make a note to myself to not come to that. You know, also, I've seen video or video or pictures of Rob uh, during investigation where obviously something was oppressing him in some way, mm. and he's gotten scratches on his back and he'd been picked on. I can't remember the the investigation. That, that was the way we. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. But, but you could see pictures of it. He started. He was fi- fine, and then halfway through, he just you could see his continence of his mm. face was just going down. And the energy seemed like zap from you. But. Yeah, that uh, I started feeling really, just really sick and drained of my energy. And the, in the pictures, it, it looked like I had aged in 15, 20 minutes. It looks like I had aged about 25 years. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Now, the um, Markland investigation, mm-hmm. that's the one that they done the bewitched on. Right. Okay. The Whaley investigation, the Whaley haunting... They um, will end up doing. We'll do end up doing an episode on that one also. So so yeah. Let's set this up because we only have four minutes left in this segment. So we'll set it up and then we'll we'll continue on after the break. The Markman investigation that you're the Markman haunting, I guess, is what the more appropriate way to state it. Um, this uh, this channel that comes to you, Destination America. How does that happen? Is it just a phone call from the producer, or how does how do you first learn about that from them? Uh, they had contacted us to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to do a um, story of one of our investigations. The story that they were wanting to do, the woman d- decided to last minute she didn't want to go through with it. So we're like, okay, well, we told you know the production company from Destination America that you know there's other investigations that we have, very interesting. We'll just send you some of them. Mm. So we started sending investigations, and they started using them and they'll call us back, you know, asking if we have any more stories. And mm-hmm. So that's how the relationship began really. So this yeah. one, it, it, it's clearly, uh, Mark was telling me a little bit about it. 
Um, this one is called Bewitched. And you want to set it up for us, and then we'll continue talking after the break. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, the Markle investigation was um, uh, the family had been attacked by basic, basically witches. Uh, her son was started dating a girl that one of her friends was a witch, and the girl didn't like her boyfriend. And she, the witch threatened her to leave this guy, and she didn't do it. And she said, well, I'll make sure you all are not together. And from there, everything kind of spiraled downhill. Mm. He started getting activity. And actually, the witches, and one, I guess the guys would be the warlocks, uh, they were several together and went knocking on uh, his mother's door, his grandmother's door, his father's door, looking for him. And when the family would say, no, uh, he is not here, they would say, well, when we find him, we're taking him away and you will never see him again. So, yeah, the law got involved. Now, when you say warlock and witch, and for the common person, this is actually a flesh and blood human different yes. than an actual spirit. Correct. And so these individuals that you guys investigated were were not <clears throat> spirits in the sense that the way we understand it. No, we investigated uh, uh, the spirits there. They had sent out, they conjured up a demon and sent it to his home. So this was, okay, so I got you now. So the demon that was actually present that you were investigating was conjured up by and the spell was cast, if you will. Right. To the individual who they wanted to be attached. So that's exactly. a whole other realm of, of and And some of the, uh, according to that show, because I watched the uh, haunting, it's called mm -hmm. Bewitched. And mm -hmm. we'll have the link on there because I think there's still video you can watch. It's about yeah, 45 minutes. You have minutes. to log into your particular. But um, after the break, company. we can talk a little bit more about um, some of the details and yes. what that individual, once he was cast that demon upon him, some of the physical things that happened to him, which yes. was. Pretty we'll talk about crazy. it. Oh, and, you know, you, there's there's been so many different um, s sitcoms that have come out in the past 10 years. Not not just sitcoms, but you look at the popular movies. Um, what is that one with the wolves and all that? The Your Daughter. Werewolf of London? No, gosh. That's that's going back to when <laughs> I was a kid. Twilight series. Twilight. Gee whiz. And I don't know exactly. I think they were like wolves or something. But I mean, vampires. It, it talks. Yeah, vampires. But, but there was a wolf part of that and then there was the vampires so you had the vampires against the wolves so that's not exactly what we're talking about here but it is the same in the sense that there's witches that are in a in a in a human realm so we're going to talk about that right after these messages Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Honey, do you see a light? Shh. Tell her to go to the light. No! They'll follow her. They've been following her for weeks. Now tell her. It's all right. It's all right. Tell her. Come on, just run over here. Fine. Don't worry about it. Just turn the movie off. I'll tell you what, that particular scene. Run to the light, baby. 
Run to the light, baby. I can picture that little pudgy lady. And then that that other guy, the light skinned guy who would travel around. And then you had the that movie Poltergeist was one of the most epic movies, Mm -hmm. and it really started a huge sort of gathering of of different type of horror movies. It, It changed what it was that they did and it was incredible because it was taking technology and it was taking cinematography and it was taking videography and it was editing it together in a way that was very spooky and then years past you had certainly horror films but taking new technology and being able to create what it was that they the people who were really dealing in this realm depicted verbally and being able to step it up to this the game was stepped up and then like the movie the ring for instance when that girl comes out of the tv you know mm-hmm. but i remember whenever i would see a <clears throat> screen that had that uh fuzzy white or whatever lit up it was scary i turned that off yeah it, it was <laughs> it was like a portal or something mm-hmm. um so we were talking about destination america which is you know it's seen on actually three different um channels uh discovery I think in the history channel TLC TLC. Mm-hmm. So they must have corporate con- or contracts. They with do these, these different channels. Um, but we were talking about the one episode we've talked about another episode, but bewitched is the newest one. And this is to do with um, a, a, a lady or girl who um, maybe was a witch and you had a warlock and you had spells being cast upon individuals. And then we had Rob and Kathy and, and their team going to these individuals who or actually i guess they came to you the one that had the ca- the spell cast upon them right well we were actually contacted when, when the when the witches went to and the warlocks had went to his family's home looking for him mm-hmm. uh, they had called the family had called 911 uh, the detective and the 911 dispatcher are the ones that actually contacted us for this family to help who are you going to help call? them out the police called them i know but who are you going to call Paranormal technology busters. <laughs> exactly. So, so you got contacted by the police. Yes, nine one one dispatcher and the uh, detective. So that just that gives you some credence to what they're doing right there. Just that they like, well, this is out of our, you know, investigative. Because there are some parameters. heavy things going on. Right. Let's talk the about the heavy things. Let's yes. Heavy and what and what was so odd is we had to go during the invest. Well, what, let me start from the beginning. Okay. The boy was levitated, mm-hmm. and. He was laying on the uh, on his back, and his leg went straight up in the air, and he was levitated, drug across the room, and it took about five people to get him under control. One thing after another, uh, he saw this uh, entity outside. It, um, it was name was Don Talion, and it came to him. It was a demon, and it came to him, and he said, that, I'm coming back, but when I come back for you, I'm, when I come back, I'm not coming back from you. I'm coming back for death. Mm. And two weeks later, his mother went to the hospital and she almost died. She's in there for two weeks. And at this point, this is when these witches had went to their homes, these kids' homes and family looking for him. And this is when the family called the detectives. And when we went to the investigation, first thing we done is went to the hospital to visit the mother that was in there. Mm-hmm. And she... You could just tell, you know, see the real in her eyes and feel it in her heart. I mean, it was just very emotional up there. We prayed with her then. We went straight to the investigation. And while we were there that night, I mean, they were, they were, we were hearing noises and seeing things and things were happening. But this demon had called me and someone else out 
to the graveyard just to come there by herself. First, it called me out by myself. Then it called this other team member out. So, was it a verbal command or was it a text message? Basically, like a whispers, whispers and things. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, when we went up there, um, we always let the well, the detectives knew that we were investigating, but we went up there. We we called and let them know we're going up to the graveyard. You know, if anybody calls behind the house, all right, which behind the house, a little ways up the road, maybe half a block. And while we were up there at the graveyard, this man pulls up in his vehicle and he gets out and he's all irate and he's cussing us and he's trying to run us off. We're trying to explain to him and he, and he said, "Well, I'm calling nine one one." I said, "Well, that's what I want you to do." And he just kept on going on. We just sat there and listened to him. And finally, the law got there, and he called, officer said, Mr. Phillips and Miss Shepard, we know who you all are. We know why you're here. Don't worry about it. Go do what you got to do. He said, we'll take care of this guy. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. So they were there. You know, we're trying to help each other out, trying to figure this thing out and solve the case and get everything taken care of. I guess they got things taken care of on their end, but uh, we, helped, we helped them from our end. Mm-hmm. And... Well, we were in the graveyard. We did find, uh, and the reason, another reason we wanted to go to the graveyard was because there had been claims of these witches being in the cemetery performing their rituals. And when we went up there, we did see, you know, like um, a burnt candle wax, um, just different things up there that led us to believe that somebody had held a ritual up there. Mm. And which is a sort of an indication for you maybe dealing with witchcraft here. At that point, maybe you had only begun the investigation, went to see the mom at the hospital, prayed with her, went directly to the graveyard. We actually went to the house first, yes. Was whispered up to the graveyard, had the interaction with the crazy man who maybe owned some property near there or whatever, called 911, and then you're you're going in. And so you started to find this evidence that might have led you to believe that it was witchcraft. What What other things happened that caused you to further that belief? Uh, well, if that wasn't just, enough. <laughs> just of all the activity and everything that happened, everything that the witch had promised that she was going to do yeah, to make happen started happening. Well, it's like, like I was saying earlier that she had promised this family's not going to be together, mm-hmm. that she's not going to be with this boy. Um, they had always been a happy family. Nothing was ever going on and things. He started getting scratches on his back. I think one of them was inverted cross. Uh, they were getting um, um, seeing different sh- shadow figures in their home, mm-hmm. which they had never seen before, which was like a black shadow figure. Mm-hmm. And every time I see a black shadow figure, that that's the indication to me that whatever's in there is a negative mm-hmm. spirit. And one of the yeah. pictures uh, that I saw that they had sent uh, regarding that during their investigation, they had taken pictures of the boy that was in there during the investigation. Right. And he was getting scratched. And when he took his shirt up to show them the burning sensation that was occurring on the back, somebody took a picture. Maybe Tanya or someone took a picture, and there was a shadow over his shoulder that you— Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, so that's that's one that was pretty creepy to me. Mm. Now, let's back up a moment because you talk about witches and you talk about um, warlocks, and people raise up and say, whoa, so— there are humans that, that practice this witchcraft and whatever else that they do, you know, it's sort of like Ouija board on steroids, I guess you would say, because they're, they're able to conjure up, you know, and cast spells and all that. Um, but these people are human and, and they exist. You, you mentioned there's witch 
cloves? What did you call Coveys. them? Coveys. I, they're, they're all over the place, I right. understand. I don't. I haven't met any of them, but that's my and understanding. Then you think about, there's some of these people, I think you mentioned, or you did, that they think they're doing a good thing. And that's, oh, that's okay. L- yeah. Let's take that. They think they're doing something good. Because you think about some of the things that happened down in New Orleans and some of the witchcraft that happened, right, right, right. and they have these these um, concoctions to heal certain sicknesses and things. I think things. voodoo is... Voodoo, right. Big, big time How, practice. Is that, so, is that something similar to witchcraft, I guess? Is that a witch? I guess it's a witchcraft, and it's yeah, kind of basically the same thing, I would on the dark assume. I mean, so some of the, the witch coveys would, would argue that they're not negative and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've heard that argument. It just so happens he got a... Uh, Rob got a hold of some... A bad one. And could it be like the, the bad one? And we have one more segment left and we're going to continue to talk about this, but could it be, this is a question then we'll go to break um, and you'll answer it when we get back. Um, but could it be a situation where you've got these people practicing witchcraft, you have these people that are conjuring up, you know, spirits and, and doing all these different things. And then what happens is, is that everybody, you know, wants to know what is the real thing that's happened behind all of this i mean because things happen all the time and they don't get investigated but i guess the levitation and the violence of it was probably what created the and the so need. many people involved right yes. i mean you know five people hold them down to, to recover the police contacted them to say hey you got to help this family they're in distress right i mean right, there's so right, many right people that are involved because in i was one. thinking about because there's a lot of domestic uh, events that occur Correct. they don't get investigated but this was a little bit different. You don't get a call for every single, obviously, domestic event, but do Correct. you get a lot of calls when there's paranormal activity? Are you the go-to people? We uh, do get a lot of calls for investigations. Yeah. People want, you know, they call us all the time. We receive probably anywhere from eight to ten calls a month for somebody, from That's people wanting us to investigate. So when the question that I was going to ask was, could it be in these, these witches that they're doing good, but then somehow along the way their family didn't carry that tradition on and so they turned it from a good witch to a bad witch and you know a good witch is doing good and solving witch economic witch. problems and whatnot and then they've turned into a bad witch so i'm gonna talk about that maybe i'm barking up the wrong tree or flying the wrong broom but anyway we'll talk about that right after these messages Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Mm-mm-mm. That Damien kid, I tell you what. That 666 that Omen, Omen was Omen. a scary movie. That was the meanest little boy I've ever seen. And look, you know, you're going to push that kid into the, you know, the water like that. I can't even remember all of it, but um, I do remember it being one of the movies that I saw that always caused me to get scared. It, um, one of them was It. Another one was um, this one that we're, ta- we're listening to, um, Omen. There was Omen 1, 2, and 3, I think. Um, mm-hmm. The Ring just to name a few. Um, but we're here talking with Rob Phillips, Phillips from uh, Paranormal Technology um, Investigations, and he's sort of uncovering for us a little bit about what he's been doing since the last time that we had him on the show. Um, and we have had several shows with him and Kathy. Uh, you can find on our website, thehousinghour.com, 
you can find the series. So it's the Haunted Housing Hour series. And we've had um, a couple of other guests as well. We had a, a son of a realtor friend and that talked really articulated to us some very clear evidence, we think, um, of some paranormal activity. Really, that was really interesting. But I want to set this up for you, Rob. Um, part of your show, that the, the series, that ha- The Haunted, when you do an episode here and there with them, um, normally they're in, they're interviewing you and then they make a dramatization of the event. But there was one particular event that occurred during the investigation that they actually used some live footage. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that was where the uh, door opened up and shut back by itself. Mm-hmm. And there was no explanation. There was no wind. Or, there was nothing. Right. They were... Uh, Kathy, Tanya, and Jerry. I wish Kathy was here. She's out sick. She can explain it better because she was in the room. Mm -hmm. I was in a different room at the time, and I heard a lot of commotion. I heard a door open, and then two or three seconds later, I heard it shut, and I heard uh, them talking and then start yelling, and they started screaming. So I kind of went in there to see what was going on, and they explained to me that the door opened up and shut on its own. And when we went back and looked at the footage, I mean, they're sitting on the couch, and the door just opens and then it waits maybe two three seconds and slam shut and when we went to look there was nobody outside nobody around the door no one nobody near the door mm. but yeah they used that footage that live footage on the uh on the haunting show wow that's amazing and, and that's and, kind of rare no i would imagine so yeah they don't really ever use footage for anything when you go back and look and this is taking a slight turn but when you go back and look at the footage, do you ever see just apparitions or things that you think are apparitions that show up in your footage? Uh, we have caught a couple of things that, you know, I don't, nothing's really posted with us saying, oh, we know for a fact this is paranormal because there is no way to really know for a fact. But there's things that we have captured that we believe that it's a very high possibility that it is paranormal Mm -hmm. and then we'll post it on our website for people to give their opinions and thoughts and things on it but yeah we've captured several things that we believe are spirits but we're just how do you ever know for a fact i still remember hearing that mp3 that was created of that whisper i can't remember what it said but do you remember what i'm talking about yeah i think that was it was get out or something i think it was uh in jonesboro investigation where there was a shooting uh, maybe oh help me help yes me. help me help me yes that that uh, that gives me chills to even think about because it, it was so clear like that's what it was saying um <clears throat> so this bewitch getting back and let's wrap that up because i want to hear how it ended for you guys i mean is is it a situation where you guys have an end in sight how did you how did you come to a conclusion with that investigation well you know another, another thing that, that we do as a team is we always try to help the families recover from whatever they're going through not just help them by removing things that's in their home but we try to help them get their lives back on track with things and we always do if, if we feel that it's needed we'll do a blessing or i guess certain religions call it exorcism we just call it a rebuking basically what it is a cleansing of the home mm-hmm. to help remove these spirits out and that's basically what we've done for this family mm-hmm. and at some point that's all you can do because it's an entity that you can't really capture. I mean, it's not like the real Ghostbusters. You're not like catching these entities. You know, and w- one of the other things that really makes uh, perfect sense for how they operate is it's not just a one and done deal. And if you see a lot of these shows on it, 
it is a one and done. They go in one day, they investigate, they capture something on video, and then it goes on national TV. Mm-hmm. They go several times in this investigation. Bewitched, they went four, three or four different times to in to do an investigation, yeah. and then there's the follow up. Like he said, he did the blessing, but afterwards, you know, it's not uncommon for Kathy to get involved in help families. I think she helped locate one of them that was out of a home at one point um someone <laughs> her, her and her husband mike actually uh, one of the investigations that we've done was called uh, ashes to evil mm-hmm. on a haunting yeah. the family actually ended up leaving the home and stayed with kathy and her husband mike for several months even even though the, even though that we did you know, remove everything out of the home. It was an apartment duplex, and they felt like it was coming back or whatever. And it, they just got scared and left. And so, mm-hmm. so it's interesting that all the investigations they do, they always and to this date stay in contact with the families, and they keep contact and up to date. The the Alaska investigation, which was, what was the name of the Alaska investigation? Conjuring evil. Conjuring mm-hmm. evil. And they came in town and looked you up and, and visited you when they came. Oh, in. yeah. I love the family. Lives. And we end up becoming good friends with these people usually. Right. I want to go back to Alaska. I love it up there. Well, I mean, when you yeah, when you have an uh, uh, something come up like this and you actually get a path forward, I can imagine that there is a relationship that is created and that will last forever. It's well, a serious business. It's serious business to them. Something sure. was affecting that family, oppressing that family, haunting that family, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. They came in. They gave them the evidence for it. Then they gave them opportunity to solve the problem. And then this family has been mm-hmm. attached to Rob and Kathy, right. so to speak, in a friendship well, sort of way. a good word to use. No, no, yeah, they, they found us. They they. I uh, had one team come in up there, and they just kind of made things worse. Mm. And they started looking for other teams, found us, done their research, and felt like that we were more qualified than any, anyone out there. So they flew us up, paid for our hotel accommodations, round-trip airfare. Wow. And we went in and helped. And uh, every, every that's been several years ago, maybe three years ago, I guess. And uh, everything's great with them now. That's yeah, No problems at all. So um, with this Bewitched episode and – you doing the blessing, whatever you want, like you said, different religions call it different things, exorcism, blessing, um, rebuking. Um, <clears throat> when that was completed, did they see some resolve? Like there wasn't, the, what, what did you call the name of the spirit or the demon or whatever? A Dontalian. How did you come up with that, by the way? I researched it, but when I, well, uh, the guy said his name was Dante, but when I went and looked for it, I like a find. I think it was Dante, and we had talked about this last week, or, or when you were in last time, or vice versa. I, I found out that he was a uh, very powerful demon, and he was he was the um, um, he was over legions mm. of other demons. So he was very powerful, mm-hmm. and when we uh, when we actually done the blessing on the home. You could just instantly feel the uh, energy in that place leave. You can't you can't banish a demon. You're not going to make them disappear. Now you can make them uncomfortable before they don't want to be there no more. Mm-hmm. Now they can be down the road, across the street, just waiting for an opportunity to come back in. So you know we can make it uncomfortable before they'll leave, but you can't banish one. But these they went, you know, and made sure that they kept this thing out of their home. They've done everything that they needed to keep this thing out of their home, and they've been good ever since. 
And, and I would imagine a piece of the puzzle here for the person who's haunted. I mean, I guess they don't have to be spiritual um, in nature, but does that help if you do have that? Because not everybody's spiritual. Let's just face it. So if you are spiritual and you maybe that makes you more susceptible, I don't know. What what would your thoughts be about that? Oh Lord, that's a good, that's a tough question right there. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, people, uh, a lot of religious people don't believe in things of this nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should be one of the things that, that they do believe in because it is spoke of mm-hmm. all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe uh, it can happen to anybody. But I believe if if you're religious, it's easier to remove it than if you're not. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think that spirits just, uh, you know, come into a situation and they're looking for the portal. They're looking for the window of opportunity. And that could be a religious person. It could be a non-religious person. And just to tell everybody, if they want an experience, mm-hmm. uh, they could, they do tours and they have yeah. sites that they'll take you to if you're interested the in investigation. The Forest that's happening. Hills, the Hills Community Haunted Forest. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one. But they'll actually take them to a location and do an investigation. Can we put their Facebook page, East Tennessee yes. Ghost Tours? I'll get it all up. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need to correct that. Uh-huh. Uh, website on that though. Okay. We'll take but, Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. We'll get that straight now. Guys, we want to thank you so much for joining us. Rob, thank you very much for coming in. You're welcome. Mark, thank you for conjuring or bringing him in, yeah. rather. Um, and Thanks for having me again. So for, for tuning in to the Housing Hour, and we'll see you next time. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guest each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Ghostbusters!